Here's today's question. How do you deal with those people in life and business that just know how to push your buttons? How do you negotiate offensive people? I'm Jeremy Nix, a former hostage negotiator turned business builder, and you're listening to the Negotiate Your Life podcast. Each week, we answer the questions you face as you negotiate the twists, the turns, and roadblocks on our path to success in life, business, and relationships. So not too long ago, Lindsay and I, my wife Lindsay, and I were driving home from an event, and I was going off. Someone had said or done something to me that really, it just it offended me. And I was on a rant and I was going off about all the things that this person had done, all the things that they had said, how rude they were, how inconsiderate they were. And I was just, I was going off. How could they say that? Why did they act like that? Who do they think they are? You know, you can relate. You have had those moments where you have been at some point so offended by something that someone did or said or what they didn't do, how they didn't include you or didn't think of you, how, the, how you were treated by someone else and you were offended. And so I was in that place. Think of the last time you were in that kind of place. Maybe you didn't have someone next to you in a car that could hear you, but you were having the conversation anyways because you were so mad. It was either in your mind or it was out loud in the person. If there was somebody driving next to you, they looked over and they went, whoa, what's going on in that car? Because that person's not happy. They saw it. That's where I was at. I just happened to have my wife next to me, so people thought I was yelling at her. As I'm sharing all these thoughts and feelings that are going up, I notice after I finally slowed down a little bit to pay attention to the person sitting in the car next to me, I noticed that she was not saying a thing. She was just listening, and she kind of had a smile on her face. The more I went off, the more frustrated I actually got. But then my frustration changed. It wasn't really... I wasn't even more frustrated or offended by the the thing that had happened. I started to get frustrated with her. How could she not be offended? She was there too. This impacted her as well. Why is she not offended? I started to get offended by her lack of offense. That's what happens when we get angry, right? We start going down this rabbit trail that everything makes us mad. Everything, everyone, everything. Once we're in it, we are in it. And we've got that blind rage and we are mad. And then somebody cuts you off and you're like, oh, and that person too. And then somebody doesn't use their turn signal. And what about them? And then you get home and you walk in the door and you slam the door. And then you're mad because the door is so loud. Like, oh, this house. Everything leads to something else. And you're constantly being angry. You're angered by everything. She was not offended. And so finally, I was so frustrated, I asked, weren't you bothered by any of that? You were right there. Were you not bothered? Were you not offended? And she said, well, yeah, I I heard it. I noticed it. But no, I wasn't really bothered. I wasn't really offended. I said, how is that possible? How is that possible? And she said something that really stuck with me, even though I didn't learn from it right away. She said, they didn't mean it. They didn't mean it what in the world? They didn't mean it. I didn't understand it. And then she went on to tell me how she's been working on not being offended. She's been working on not being hurt by other people's actions or other people's words and how something that she has learned and is recognizing in people is that most people, when they are offensive, they don't really mean it. When they are rude, they don't mean it. Even when people are mean, she said, even when mean people are brutally mean, there's usually more going on inside of them 
And it's rarely about the person that they're being mean to. My mind was just kind of blown. I'm like, how have you gotten to this place? I am not there yet. But it began to strike the most important thing that can happen, right? It struck curiosity in me. What does she mean by that? How is that possible? It's, it's not about me. It's about them. And so I began to do a deep dive into my offense. And I've started to understand over time what Lindsay meant when she said they don't mean it. And so I want to give you three things that I have learned that I think can help you deal with your offenses. These are, these are three things I've learned to deal with my offenses, and I believe they can help you deal with yours. So the first thing I've had to start doing, and it's really helped me, and it all started by they didn't mean it. The first thing I had to start doing was I had to believe the best in the person at their worst. I had to believe the best when they were at their worst. Lindsay was so right. Most people truly don't mean it unthoughtful, offensive acts. They, most of the time, they are saying more about the person who's, who's saying them than they are about the person who's receiving them. Maybe you've been on the receiving end at the, at the jab, of the jab or the poke, but it really wasn't even meant for you. There's something going on inside of them. When I choose to believe the best in them, I'm able to get curious about what's happening in them even when they are coming at me. When I choose to believe the best, I go, oh, they didn't mean it. Something must be going on. When your client goes off on you, you've got to ask the question, what might be going on in them? When a friend throws a passive but obviously aggressive remark your way, get curious, believing the best that either A, they didn't mean it at all, or B, they didn't actually mean that for you. There's something else going on in their life. Believing the best when we see others at their worst is one of the most powerful weapons we have. It's one of our biggest defenses against offense. Just believe the best in them. See the good in them rather than focusing on the bad. Believing the best says, oh, that's not how they would really feel. They would never say something to hurt me that badly. There must be something going on in them because they're better than that. Number two, step outside of your circle. One of the things my wife reminds me of quite a bit is, hey, Jeremy, it's not about you. And I'm like, I know. They're the ones with the problem. They're the ones with the issue. And she says, no, no, no. It's not about you, meaning they literally are not thinking about you. Stop making this about you. We have this great way of making ourselves at the center of everyone else's universe. But here's some truth that was really hard for me to accept. Most people aren't even thinking about you. Most people are thinking about themselves. How will this make me look? How will this impact me? What's in it for me? People are constantly thinking about what's in it for them. They're not even thinking about you. So a great way for us to stop carrying the heavy load of offense is to lighten up. It's not setting down the person. It's setting down ourselves and going, hold on, this is probably not even about me. I'm probably not even on their mind. Now, this has been a huge bummer for me because, as I said, I like to be at the center of everyone's thoughts. As I've grown though, and I've become more curious as we talk about a lot, and I start to study people, I've realized that most of the time, people are living at the center of their own world and they're not even aware of you in their universe. So lighten up. Realize in that moment of that passive aggressive statement, they may not even be, be referring to you. They may not even be thinking of you. It's literally not about you. The third thing, that you want to do, and I love this one as it relates to negotiate your life, 
and how do we deal with offensives? This is something I've had to learn to do. I've had to put into practice the very things I use to negotiate people out of houses, off of roofs, off of bridges. You've got to learn to negotiate yourself off the ledge. I said it early on that I started to get into a spiral. First, I was angry angry at one person. Then I was angry at the whole situation, wished I hadn't even gone to that event. Then I was mad at my wife because of the fact that she wasn't getting in with me. I was offended by her, by her not being offended. Then I was mad at the guy who cut me off. And then the door was too loud. We spiral and we find ourselves on the edge of a mountain, just ready to, you know what? I'm going to die on this mountain because I will not take this from anyone. We're telling ourselves stories. We hear or see something that creates a feeling and feelings are super important. I love what the the pastor of Life Church says, Greg Rochelle. He says, feelings are important indicators, but feelings are not dictators. Feelings indicate something is going on and it's okay to have the feeling. It's actually okay to have that moment of, ooh, that was a sting. Ooh, that was a poke. There was something about that that felt off. That is okay but they don't dictate our next actions. They actually don't dictate what is true. Feelings often spark stories and stories are not always reality. So we can feel that sting in the moment. We can feel that offense for a second. That's an indication that something's going on, but it doesn't have to be the dictator of our next step. It doesn't have to be the dictator of our next emotion. Work in truth, not in stories. One of the most most important tools that we had as negotiators is helping a person in crisis to see the future with them in it. So as you're standing on the edge of your mountain of offense, start by feeling the feeling that's okay. But then start asking for facts, not stories that our feelings want to drive us to. Even if the facts are painful, start thinking about the future. How important is this offense going to be 24 hours from now? How much is this moment where this person pushed my buttons, how much is it going to impact the totality of my life in the next week, the next month, the next year, even the next decade? It's a moment of offense. I am not talking about intentional acts where someone has truly harmed or hurt you. I am not talking about that. I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about. You know the moment, you know that business partner, you know that client, you know that person in your life that just says things every once in a while that just push your buttons. That's what I'm talking about. How important is that mountain of offense that you're standing on when you see yourself 10 years from now? If you're 10 years from now and you look back at yourself on this mountain of offense, would you say, jump, just jump? I'm willing to bet that nine times out of 10, that unthoughtful statement from a customer, that one friend's disappointing action, or even that family member's uncaring word wasn't going to make the greatest difference in your life over a decade. So likely the answer is you would not look back and go, this is the hill worth dying on. So as you stand on the edge of the cliff, ask, am I really willing to jump off this ledge? Will this make that big a difference tomorrow? Most of the time, I believe the answer is no. So negotiate yourself off the ledge by thinking about the future. You guys, when we do these three things, we can negotiate with anyone. Tough clients, difficult customers, annoying family members, the unthoughtful friend who seems to always push our buttons, we can negotiate our way through and out of any offense if we will negotiate ourselves off the ledge, if we will step outside the circle, and if we will choose to believe the best even when someone seems to be at their worst. 
So the next time you're on the rant, like I was in that car, take a moment, breathe. And like my wife says, remember, they didn't mean it. This was the Negotiate Your Life podcast. I'm Jeremy. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I want to encourage you, leave a comment, leave a review, and more importantly, share this with somebody else. We'll see you next time. 